welcome all who come to St. Anne's today and to those who join us by way of live stream every Sunday for this Mass, that you are most welcome in our hearts and minds as you join us, who may be sick or homebound, in spiritual communion with us in the sacrifice of the Mass. Where your heart is, there is your treasure. Where your heart is, that's really your treasure. So take a moment to think about those persons, places, and things that occupy your time, your talent, and your treasure. And you love them because they may be beautiful, comfortable, safe. They give you joy, persons, places, and things. Then ask yourself the question, do I possess them or do they possess me? Am I in control of my heart, of all those persons, places, and things that I enjoy in life, that I love, that give me comfort, security? Do I possess them or have they taken control over me and I become possessed? I think when we think about possession, spiritually, sometimes our minds go to demonic possession. That's a very, very dangerous world of being possessed by Satan and the spirits. But it can happen in a variety of forms. And to pray today to be delivered from possessions that possess you. And those can be persons, places, and things. To be very sober about it, very honest about it, and to talk about it with your spouse, with your loved ones, with friends that you can trust, to say, I'm going through an addiction right now. I don't know what it means, but I'm possessed by this. I can't seem to let go of my anger towards this person or this situation. I can't seem to let go of some grudge that I've held for years against this person. I'm so occupied by my pet, my dog, my cat, that they're the most important thing in my life and, and I'm so possessed by them because I can't find time to even talk to anybody else. I'm so possessed by money. Now, Ecclesiastes tells us that anytime a person, place, or thing occupies me, possesses me more than I can control it, 
It's a form of vanity. And to name it for what it is, it's a kind of selfishness. It's a kind of idolatry. I've made this person, place, or thing more important in my life. I don't know why, but I have. I've given it power. I've enabled it, the situation, where now I'm so weak that I can't seem to take control of it. Now, everybody in this church can name that in your own experience. What has possession over you right now? It could even be a cell phone, so put them down. I see you. Stop chatting. Stop texting. That's a possession, and it can possess you. Over time, we're finding that so many people have difficulty with their arm because they're holding this device as though it's the third appendage of their body. It's causing a lot of problems. They can't let it go. Try it. Turn it off for an hour. Can you do that? No, no, I need to know what's going on. All the time. All the time. I can't give it up. That's an addiction. That's possession. Wow. You know people that can't stop talking. That's a possession. They can't stop eating. They can't stop drinking. They can't stop pornography. They can't stop. So let's be very real about this because these things are all out there and if we don't attend to them, they take control of us. And over time, they will consume us. They will eat us up. Very, very important. Jesus goes on to say along these lines, take care to guard against all greed. I want this. I need more of this. More and more and more. And he uses the parable of this rich man who has stored up over his life all these possessions. And he doesn't know what to do now. He's got all this stuff. So he says, okay, instead of letting it go, instead of downsizing, he's going to destroy his barns and build larger ones. More storage. More storage. Do you know how much money is made in storage facilities? My friend Jack Lindsay's with us today, who's to do staging, right? And you had a lot of storage units, right? They weren't for you, they were for his clients. But people have storage units. My mom and dad in the 50s bought some stock in storage facilities. And it paid off okay. If they'd had that same investment today, my God, I would be retired by now. So this rich man, he's got everything. More you store, more you store. I'll just store it up. 
So, yeah, what happens is in the end, he's got all this stuff and the Lord says, it's time. No, it's not time, Lord, I don't want to leave. I've got all my stuff, what do I do with it? <laughs> you fool. Our Lord is very clear, he's not saying, oh, that's okay, he's saying, you're a fool. You're stupid. You are really crazy. You have become possessed by your stuff, by the world. It's what St. Paul is saying in that second reading, basically. Brothers and sisters, in his letter to the Colossians, seek what is above, think of what is above, not of what is on earth. Put to death, then, the parts of you that are earthly. Now, the Greek word we've said before from this pulpit is sarx, S-A-R-X, sarx. It means the flesh, but not just the body, physically. It's the whole world of the flesh, the stuff, the persons, the places, the things that possess me. That's the stuff of the world, and it draws us down. And Paul is saying, put to death that stuff. Try to put it away, or at least bracket it for the day. Put it over there. I always say to friends, if you have an anger issue, name it. Put that title on the book. It's called Anger. With all the stories of anger in your life. Close it. Walk it over there to the other side of the room. Place it down on the table. It's not going to go away today, but it's a book. Just put it away. Put that away for the moment. It might come back to you. You know it's over there, but put it over there. Even now in this holy hour, try to bracket what you're going to be doing after Mass. I wish this priest would stop preaching because I've got lunch at 1 o'clock. He better wrap it up. I've got to tee off at Columbia at 1230. I'm not going to make it. Stop it. You're getting possessed, see? You're getting possessed. Okay. So where does all that stuff come from? Greed. Greed. So we know every effect has a cause as we look at science. And so in our faith, the Catholic faith, we take the order of reason very seriously. So we look at where does this greed come from? Or where does that tension that conflict within me that St. Paul talks about between the desire to do God's will, and that's we're all here, I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm also dragged into a world of sarks, the worldly. And I'm often frustrated and torn and in conflict, and I'm not at peace. I, I want to love the Lord my God with all my strength, with all my heart, with all my will. I, I, I know that. But why do I do what I don't want to do? Why do I give in to, as St. Paul says, those earthly parts of being consumed by my possessions, of being possessed by them? Well, there's a story. It's in Genesis. You know it so well. And God said to Adam and Eve, look, I'm giving you possession, dominion over everything except one thing. There's only one rule. See, God didn't make it complicated. 
is there's just one thing I don't want you to do. I don't want you to think you can be a god. So don't eat of the tree of divine knowledge because that fruit, that's going to mess you up. I alone can know all things. You can't. So don't violate your human nature by acting foolishly into thinking you can be something other than human. But they succumb, they eat, and now they see flesh. I'm going to die. I'm corruptible. I'm, I'm not God. I, I've been duped. I've been tricked. And notice what happens after this. The first effects of that cause, original sin, is fear. So they run and hide. The shame. It was never there before. Every effect has a cause. And then blame. She made me do it. No, he made me do it. No, the serpent made me do it. Now, it gets very messy. It gets very messy. They had made themselves into idols, their own gods. That's why these readings are all about vanity, idolatry, and now greed. So they can't have divine knowledge. They're going to now struggle to figure out who they are. Adam and Eve are so confused, so frustrated, and now they hate each other. Now they're divided. Now they're angry. And the story goes on with Cain and Abel. And you can see where greed and vanity and idolatry play itself out throughout the whole Old Testament. So this constant tension in our hearts and our souls between desiring to do what's right, knowing what's right to do, but addicted or possessed or in trouble. Now we come back to the Lord, that's why we're here. That's wonderful, come back to me, he says. Come back to me with all your heart and I will forgive you, I will show mercy to you, but you've got to come to me. Don't go back into the world. They're gonna say, oh no, we can solve your problems. Just buy another cell phone, buy another computer, buy more. You want more, you're gonna get more. We can give you more and make you happy, happy, happy. You fool, says Jesus. So be on guard against all forms of greed. For the one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. It's always a privilege and honor to anoint and hear the confession and give Holy Communion to someone who is about to die or close to death. I remember one case many years ago, not here at St. Anne's, and I went to the hospital and I anointed her. And then she said, I'd like to go to confession. And up until then, all the children were with her. We were all around the bed and they were praying and they were holding her hand and saying, Mom, we love you. Hang in there. We've always been there for you, Mom. She would smile. And then she'd say, Father, would you ask them to step outside because I'd like to go to confession? And they would leave the room. And I would say, Nancy, isn't that beautiful to be surrounded by your loved ones, your children, 
They're all here. Isn't that a wonderful thing, Nancy? And she'd say, they don't love me. They just want my money. They haven't been around me for years, Father. I said, Nancy, but they're your children. Oh, no. Where the carcasses, Father, the vultures will gather. They're just here for my money. They think they're going to get it. And you know what? <laughs> they're not going to get a cent. I said, Nancy, you can't do that. She said, oh, sure I can. I said, so what are you going to do with all that? She said, I've been thinking about it. I don't know what to do with it. Do you have any ideas, Father? I said, oh. <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Nancy. I've got this little form. Just sign right here. Nancy was very generous to St. whatever that parish was. Yeah. But here I am. Take care to guard against all greed. And isn't that true? Because with the death of a parent, and many of you have been through that experience, it can be the best of times for a family where they gather together and they're grateful for the gift of their parents' lives and, and they celebrate those moments of joy and the memories of, of gratitude and devotion and prepare their loved one for eternity. It can be a very powerful moment of, of grace, the best of times. Or it can be the worst of times, where these possessions and the estate and the will and the bequests all get so, how dare she give it to him? I was always there for mom. Dad wanted me to have that. And then the fighting. And then the earthly possessions take over. Passions, evil desires, greed, says St. Paul, that is idolatry. Wow, the stuff, the stuff, the stuff that messes us up. So, dear friends, we come because we seek to be possessed by God. Now, if you really want to be possessed by the Holy Spirit, you will be possessed. He will possess you. The Holy Spirit will possess you if you pray for that. And a lot of people don't want to go that way because, oh, I don't want to be possessed by God. I want to be in control of my life. See, that's the tension St. Paul's talking about. I'm afraid of God. But there are many people who have dabbled in the occult and we're watching this over and over and over again in our culture, who have unwittingly become possessed by the demonic. And they've given in to this. They'd rather be possessed by that power than by this power of God. So in the end, you know, the church's wisdom these many centuries is Take care to guard against all that because it will draw you in to a world where I don't think you really want to go. 
Don't dabble with that stuff. Don't even take a chance on that stuff. But you can take a chance on him because our Lord never deceives, cannot lie, cannot cheat. He's always going to be the author of all truth, beauty, and goodness. So if you want to be possessed by God, you can do that. You can do that. And he desires to possess you. He wants you for himself. He's a very jealous God. He wants you for himself. What greater possession is there today, really? Of all the things, places, and persons in our lives, who is it whom we most treasure? This place, the church. This person, Jesus Christ. This thing, the Eucharist. The body and blood of, of God made man in Jesus is our perfect possession. Where your heart is, there is your treasure.